Um, okay, um, tonight I've got 15 minutes, and so you might want to just check um, at some stage to stop me. Tell me when it's 15 minutes, okay? I was starting in just a second. Hold on, we haven't started yet. What? What? No, 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 no. That's why, that's why when I say, I'm, I'm not going to say, we're coming into land now. Okay, we're coming to, in just, oh, I haven't started yet. I haven't started yet. Three, two. Are you, are you ready to time? Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. I've been asked to talk uh, over this weekend uh, to look at the subject of what it means to be naturally supernatural. And uh, uh, I want to start by telling you a story from a number of years ago. Uh, when I was a student at Birmingham University, there was a travelling healing evangelist that came through town. And I won't tell you his name, he was from another country, but um, they hired the biggest um, uh, space in Birmingham at the time, it was a long time ago, and thousands of people went. And uh, he preached very, very strongly, and, and uh, there were lots of people that were getting healed. And uh, I went, uh, and in front of me, there was some guys, and one of the guys was in a wheelchair, and I noticed he didn't have any legs. He just had these stumps, he had shorts on. And uh, he was in the wheelchair, and at one point, towards the end of the meeting, the evangelist said, uh, now, uh, if you're in a wheelchair, I want you by faith to stand. And stand now by faith, and God will heal you. And when he said that, um, this guy's two friends picked him up from his wheelchair, and they held him by his, by his arms. <laughs> and this guy tried really hard by faith to walk. And uh, the, the, the evangelist said, come on, get up and walk. Just walk by faith. And I, I sat there watching this guy frantically moving his stumps faster and faster. He was getting red in the face. And I sat there and I just, I, I hated watching it. After ages, um, he stopped because he was exhausted. And his friends, in it, they were embarrassed and they put him back in the wheelchair. And then the meeting finished and everyone left. And I sat there watching him, and he just sat there for a while, catching his breath, looking down. His friends were too embarrassed to be with him, they left him. And then after a while, he, started, he turned around, he started wheeling his wheelchair away. And do you know, that stayed with me years later, years later. And I remember making myself a promise at that moment. And, and the vow I made to myself is this. I, I said to myself, I never, ever, ever want to be involved in anything as ugly as that. Because that was not Jesus. Because Jesus doesn't treat people like that. And I thought to myself, I don't even want to go anywhere near there. I'd, and for a while, it kind of put me off because I thought, what is this? about this, this power thing that people go on about. It becomes ugly. And it took me a while in reading the scripture, reading the Bible, to realize that Jesus is the opposite of that. That the way Jesus treated people was with absolute love and care and compassion. 
And uh, in fact, all, all, the, all the time, uh, Jesus was kind to people. And uh, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, which says, Make love your aim and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. And it's interesting, it says, make love your aim, that's your aim, and if you make love your aim, you will eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, because the spiritual gifts reveal God's love. God's power is meant to reveal his love. God's power is meant to show his love. And sometimes in the church, we always take the good things that God gives us and take them uh, to a place that is, that's, that's excessive and it becomes ugly. And that's why uh, I'm passionate about, about seeing Jesus' church move in a naturally supernatural way. It's got to be about love. It's got to be about care. There's a guy called Moses in the Old Testament and in uh, Exodus 33, coming towards the end of his life, Moses says something very interesting God, to God. He says to God, now show me your glory. And when I first read that, I thought, Moses, you greedy git. If there's anyone that has seen the glory of God, it's you, Moses. What do you mean, now show me your glory? You know, you, were, you, you, you encountered God at a burning bush. Um, you, you were involved in all the plagues of Egypt. You put your staff in front of the Red Sea and it parted and the people went on dry ground. You hit a rock and loads of water came out. Manna came down from heaven uh, each day to feed your people. You saw, you saw power and miracle after miracle after miracle. Leave a bit for us. What do you mean now show me your glory? Do you know after Moses had seen all the power of God and then Moses says now show me your glory. Do you know what God, how God responds? God says, I will cause all my goodness to come, go before you, and I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Moses, having seen all the power, when he says, now show me your glory, God answers with three words, goodness, mercy, compassion. Guys, God's glory is his character. God's glory is who he is. It's his mercy, his compassion, and his goodness. And every time I've seen God move, it's revealed that. Every single time. And what he wants us to do is he wants us to seek his power, but to seek his power so that people might know his love. Not that we might look good, not that we might have spectacular meetings, but so that people might know his love. There's a, there's a bit right at the end of, I'll say it, right at the end of, Matthew, of Mark chapter 1, where this leper comes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And do you know what Jesus says? He says, I am willing, be clean. But before he says that, there's, there's, there's three words in the Bible. The leper says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then it says, Jesus was indignant. And when, you know, like it was, Jesus was offended. 
And then he says, I am willing, be clean. I puzzled over that for ages. What does it mean Jesus was indignant? I'll tell you what I think it means having thought about it. The leper says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And I think Jesus was like, what? What? Bits are dropping off you. You're socially alone. You've got no life. You're miserable. You have to hide. You're in agony all the time. And you're asking if I'm willing? We clearly haven't met. Of course I'm flipping willing. Be clean. Because that's, that's his nature. That's his character. And you see that again and again and again in the Gospels. And over the next two days, we're going to look at some stories. But I'm just going to finish. How long have I got left? Seven minutes. Hey, I'm going to get there. I just want to finish with one story, maybe two, if I can. Uh, there's a friend of mine who I've known for 30 years called Sam. And he lives in Birmingham. And he's a great guy. And uh, it was just over a year ago. Um, he was walking through a park. And Sam's a guy that tries to listen to God and be obedient. And as he was walking through this park, he noticed this guy sitting on a park bench. And uh, he just felt God say to him, this guy's name is Daniel. And he feels like he's in a prison and he can't get out. And um, I want you to go and tell him that I love him and I can release him from his prison and that there is hope. Now, Sam, I know him, he just does things like that. So he went up to him and he said to this guy on the bench, he said, uh, sorry to trouble you, but I'm a follower of Jesus and I think Jesus has spoken to me for you. Is your name Daniel? And the guy said aggressively, no, it's not. And Sam thought, oh no, I got it wrong. And they said, I'm sorry, obviously got that wrong. But while I'm here, I may as well tell you the other bit in case it means something. And the other bit I had was you feel like you're in a prison and you can't get out and you're trapped. And God wants you to know, Jesus wants you to know he loves you and he can, he can release you from this prison. The guy started to cry on the bench and he said to Sam, this is absolutely true, he said, I lied to you. My name is Daniel, but you freaked me out and I, I didn't know what to say. And then they sat down and they talked for two hours and Daniel told him that he was sitting on that bench getting ready to commit suicide because he felt like he was, he was, his life was finished. He felt like he was in a prison and he couldn't get out and he was depressed and he had no one and he was about to end it. Well, Sam led him to Jesus. He became a Christian. He started going to Sam's church. He went to, he went to Alpha and he got up a few months ago in front of the whole church and he told his stories. The two of them told their story. And Daniel said, you know, I was sitting on that bench and I was ready, to, I was about to end my life. And God sent me this crazy guy who told me my name and told me what was going on. And he said, now I've got a God who, I know there's a God who loves me, who cares about me. And he said, and I've got this family. I had no one. And I've got all of you. And I've got hope. That's how it works. You see, God, God showed his power because he loved Daniel. We had one little one just this summer, and I end with this. Two minutes? How many? Four minutes. I'm going to finish early. Hey, 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 this is a miracle. You've no idea. You know, um, uh, just, uh, did any of you go to Soul Survivor B? All right. Well, you, 
Not B, okay. Well, as Soul Survivor B, on the last night, um, I, I, this, when I say God said to me, it's not like, it's like, you know, you, you never know. But I just decided, I decided a while ago that if I think God's speaking to me, I'd rather say it and be wrong than always wonder. Because if I get it wrong, nobody dies. I just might look a bit silly. But if it is Jesus, then somebody gets blessed. And so I know, you never know. It's just, a, you know, what it is, is like, oh, I just had a thought. That's an interesting thought. Why did I think that? Is that indigestion or is that you, Lord? In my case, often it's indigestion. But you know what? I won't know to say. So this thought came into my head and I said it. And I, I, I said, I think the Lord's just said, there's someone here, you're scared of going back home tomorrow when this finishes because your mum suffers from mental illness and you don't know how you're going to cope going back into the home. And you prayed tonight, you just prayed, uh, God, would, would, you, um, would, you help, would, you, would you help me? Would you meet something like that? And I said, where are you? Could you come forward? Would you know, to my horror, about 200 young people came forward. I, I was like, I couldn't believe it. And they, they, people were crying and getting prayed for and all of that. But I said to my friends, Andy and Ali, I said, I'm puzzled. I thought it was for one person. The next morning, this youth leader came and found me. It was a girl that they brought with their youth group. She wasn't a Christian. She, she'd gone all week without being a Christian. And just, she just prayed, God, if this is real and you're really there, then uh, would you, she said this, would you prove it to me? by telling Mike about my mum's mental illness. And then a few moments after she said that, she prayed that, for the first time she prayed, I said that, she burst into tears. Her friends and youth leaders prayed for her. She gave her life to Jesus. She was filled with the Spirit, and she was given uh, courage to know that God was going with her when she went home. Now, you know what that story tells us? It tells us about Jesus' love. It tells us about how kind, how kind is he? How kind is he to Daniel? How kind is he to that girl? And it's not about us. It's about him. And we get to serve. And I finish with this. I am convinced that any child of God can do this. We're all meant to. We're all meant to. All we have to do is, you know what? I, I, I believe that he wants to meet with us. I believe in his love, so I'll go for it. Do you? I want us to go on a journey over the next two days where more than anything else, we understand his heart. Goodness, mercy, compassion. Amen. <laughs>